2: Now, once again, here's Mark.
0: Well, good morning, everybody.
2: Good morning, good morning. Let me get my mic situated and get my sound turned up. And I welcome you to our show every Saturday from 10 to 12. We're here talking about car repair, and you're certainly welcome to join us. This is a call-in radio talk show host, uh, our talk show, so you can call in 602-508-0960. If you want to give us a call, you certainly can. It's Now is the time to do it because the lines are usually so slow at the beginning of the show, but then they pick up and then it's hard to get in. We have five lines available. Jeremy is the pilot and he'll take your call. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Folks, since 1988, I've had a list called the best car repair shops in Phoenix. And that list is the very best shops, and quality has been on that list a very, very long time. See, quality transmission does good work, and in order to be on my best car repair shop list, you have to do good work, and you have to be able to prove it historically. And that's why Quality's on our list. But even more than that, it's important to know that I have a $5,000 pledge to you, the consumer, that if you do business with one of my shops and there's a problem then if the complaint goes to the Better Business Bureau, which is where it should go, and the Better Business Bureau tells the shop to make a refund or make a repair, and the shop refuses, I will, up to $5,000. I will, up to $5,000. Now I want to tell you, since 1988, it's never gone to an arbitration. We've had complaints, and they have come into the Better Business Bureau, and they've been handled to the Better Business Bureau satisfaction which is very much my satisfaction. So, Quality Transmission is in Tempe. He's been around a very long time. He's not going to hassle you. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to take you for a ride. He's not going to sell you something you don't need. Quality Transmission is going to give you honest answers about your transmission problems. They'll talk to you and drive your car for free. And that's Quality Transmission on McClintock North of University in Tempe. And Naomi, good morning to you. Thank you for calling in early. How can I help you?
3: Well, good morning to you, too. I'm hoping you can give me some kind of an opinion. I have held on to an older model car for too long. When I could have sold it, I didn't, and now I'm stuck with it. I have a 2001 Buick Regal, and it has, the last time my odometer worked, which was a few months ago, it had 61,500 miles.
2: Okay.
3: So the odometer, I think you call it like digital. Yes. It doesn't have the same um, look as the other dials where the odometer is. It has the same appearance as, like, the radio and the temperature. Which is okay, what the you're center. talking
2: about is digital. Your other gauges are analog, where they have a needle that swings left and right. Right. But digital is actually a digital representation. So there's numbers, or your numbers are digital. So other than the mileage, um, why, why is it? I mean, what do you want for the car today?
3: Well, I've made some calls to dealers, and I was told different. I've not brought my car to someone, but I've made calls, and I was told to fix the odometer could be $1,000 and up. The car has other problems that need repairs, and it would be like a total of $7,000 to repair everything, which I can't do, and it's
2: okay. not well,
3: smart. But ma- I was just wondering if it could be a bulb or a fuse problem.
2: No, no. If you If you lose numbers or if you lose your digital odometer, then the dash the dash panel has to come out to be repaired. Now there's a place called Dick's Speedo and Tack up on uni, on uh, Indian School and Seventh Street.
3: Wait, let me write that down. Dick's Speedo and,
2: TAC. and TAC, it's on, Tack, T-A-C-K? Yeah, T-A-C-H. Oh. Okay, and it's on Indian School on Seventh Street, north of Indian School. And I want you to call them about your speedometer odometer problem. I want to tell you if the air conditioning works nice, and the inside of the car and the outside of the car is halfway decent, that car's probably worth somewhere between two thousand and three thousand dollars. If it's a little rough on the outside or the inside and it still has cold air, it's still worth fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. so you'll see that my range just off the top of my head without ever seeing the car, my range is somewhere as low as fifteen and upwards to three thousand. I don't think that you should uh, spend a second of your time trying to decipher or trying to digest a $7,000 estimate over the phone, okay? That's crazy.
3: Well, we'll no, the other items have been seen.
2: Oh, it doesn't make any difference. A telephone estimate is no good. I mean, he's giving you worst-case scenarios. He's talking about worst-case scenarios, and he doesn't have a clue as to the ones that you're asking him to address. That's kind of, you know, that's calling your doctor and saying, I've got a pain on my right side. What is it? And he says, you know, he gives you the worst case scenario. It's, Naomi, it's just not, that's not it. If you want to sell the car.
3: I I can't sell it. I'm an older woman. I'm ill. I could be blind in two or three years. So I don't want to. So it really, under okay. the circumstances.
2: Well, does it start and run every time you ask it to?
3: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Air mean, air work? I
2: mean, okay, let me ask you questions. Let me ask you questions. What's just quickly give me one or two issues that you think need to be addressed. Because here's what I'm thinking, Naomi. I'm thinking you're probably sticking pretty close to home. You're probably using the car for short jaunts. You're 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 certainly not going to New York City or New Orleans or L.A. I wish
3: I was.
2: Okay, and I do too sometimes. <laughs> but but the idea is is you're probably sticking pretty close to home. So if it starts every time you ask it to, and the air conditioning still blows cold, why wouldn't you just drive it? And why would you think about doing all this other work? Why why well, don't I'm, you
3: just? I'm I'm not thinking about doing any other work. It's just the odometer. You know, you need to know when to do an oil change, how many miles for something else. Okay,
2: well, how many miles a year do you think you drive?
3: Well, it's certainly shortened the last All year. Right. I um, I don't drive. I drive the way you say. Okay. Locally, to the grocery store, to appointments. And okay. Right. All
2: right, I just want you to change oil once a year, and I want you to do it in May. Okay. That's all I want you to do is just change your oil once a year in May.
3: I haven't had it changed in about two years, but I don't think I've gone more than, let's say, 6,000 miles.
2: Okay, well, I'm, I'm considering all of that. So, um, you know, it would be perhaps do it now. Do it now in October, and then do it next October. I want you to do it on an annual basis, and if, you've got, if you think you haven't done it, had it done in two years, I want you to have it done now, and then I want you to do it in a year from October. And I want you just to drive the car, and I want you to deal with those issues that you have to deal with. So as long as it starts and runs and the air conditioning blows cold, then I I really think... I really think you just need to drive it. I think you just need to drive it and enjoy it and forget the odometer. No one cares about the odometer. No one's going to believe that a a car that's 14 years old has 61,000 miles on it anyway. I
4: know. And it's
2: too late to try to fix it and go back because when you mark the title, there's an A. That means this mileage is correct. B, this is an unknown mileage. And C, it's over 100,000. You have to mark B. You don't know what the mileage is. And you have maintenance records that kind of reflect what the mileage is and when it stopped working, et cetera, et cetera. So who cares? And besides, I can assure you guys like me that want to buy those kinds of cars, we don't care what the mileage is.
3: I'd be glad to sell it to
2: you. I I, I would be happy to, to pay you more than it's worth, but I want you to drive it. I want you to use it. And when you can no longer use it, then I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll make you a deal. I'll buy your car for a fair amount of money and then i'll give it to somebody who really needs it. How's that?
3: You know what, darling? Just tell me your name again.
2: Mark Salem.
3: Mark Salem. Yes. Mark, let me just mention two other three other things quickly. I okay. won't take up much time. Cars from that era, certain view of cars, the windows would fall down into the doors. It's happened eight times. Well, I've owned this car, which means I've paid over $500 each time. Okay. Now my windows are just boarded up because I got tired of paying to fix them. Okay. Is that a safety hazard?
2: No, not not, not at all. As long as the door will open, you can always get out the door. And if you're stuck in the car and I'm on the scene and I'm trying to help you get out and if you can't roll the window down, then I'm just going to break the window and bring your butt out of there. So, right. I, I mean, if the door doesn't open, uh, obviously I'm going to open the door first, but um, I, I'm concerned about that story because I've been in business 32 years and that's never happened to me, although I don't work on Buicks all the time. Well, I there's work, a
3: history of it. It's not just mine.
2: Well, uh, you know, um, I don't buy that story. I don't know where you got that story, but no, I want to tell I'm ta-
3: meeting other people at dealerships who okay. have the same problem. That,
2: that, that's fine. I, I still don't care. Okay. Um, I, I do 10,000 cars a year, ma'am, and I, I assure you I do lots of General Motors. And if one of my customers were, were to tell that story that I fixed 10 windows or 5 windows and, and they keep falling down, I would be so embarrassed and I would give that customer all their money back. Because there is no reason for that to happen. If the regulator that zips the window up and down is correct and aligned and lubricated and in good shape, and the window rail is qu- is firmly attached to the glass, there's only three parts in that whole thing. We got the motor, the regulator, and the window. Right. And when it falls down in there, almost always, then the window regulator itself is defective.
3: Right. That's what's always been replaced. Okay.
2: Well you know uh, there's a lot of us old cowboys out there that we don't replace things we fix things and if the rivet keeps coming apart then we're going to put a stainless steel rivet in there and if that stainless steel rivet comes apart we're going to weld it together and it'll never come apart that's not a hard thing I think after four or five times of going to the same place I think common sense would say, hey Naomi go somewhere else I, I went to different places
3: and, and always the same okay. diagnosis the right. same way of fixing it
2: All right well we I've given you information I can give you and um, and I and I, I hope that that the next couple of years of your life are in good that you, God holds you in his hands and i hope that uh that your eyesight keeps with you for as long as humanly possible and if you decide that you want to get rid of your car i want you to just call the radio station and and they'll put you in touch with mark salem okay thank you naomi and anybody else 6025080960 6025080960 when we come back we're going to talk about have you felt like have you pulled into a gas station lately and and saw a sign outside that said 240 and then you get inside and it's 250 or 251 or 252 we'll talk about that and we'll talk about some of the things that you need to 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 pay attention to but really at the bottom line is just look at the pump because the sign outside could be quite different than the pump and we'll talk about that when we come back
1: mike gallagher is tired of the gun
2: control rhetoric if chris had not been able to get a
1: hold
3: of 13 guns it wouldn't have happened.
5: empty rhetoric And my heart goes out to this father and the mother, because their son will forever be known as the monster who killed innocent people. Stop blaming the gun, the inanimate object, for the evilness of the creature. The Mike
1: Gallagher Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Dennis Prager at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
6: Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud... That for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit... Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message.
0: If you own a business, you know incorporating can be a smart way to protect yourself and your assets. So the question is, why haven't you incorporated your business yet?
7: My business? It's too small.
0: Wrong. No matter how small your business, you run the risk of losing all your personal assets, your car, your home, even your entire life savings if you're not incorporated.
7: Incorporating is very complicated.
0: Actually, incorporating is easy and fast. You can do it in just 10 minutes. Call now for your free guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-931-3210.
7: I need a lawyer to incorporate. That's really
0: expensive. You don't need a lawyer, and we don't offer legal or financial advice incorporate.com is a service company whose only mission is helping people like you incorporate safely easily and quickly find out how simple it is to protect your family and personal assets by incorporating call now for your free guide 1-800-931-3210 1-800-931-3210 that's 1-800-931-3210 i'm a firefighter a teacher i'm a farmer i'm a barber
3: a waitress a mom We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday.
4: Some are good, others not so much.
7: But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right.
6: These are the moments to take a
4: pause.
7: Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia.
4: Or being afraid
7: It's about standing up and protecting our communities.
4: One
0: detail at a time.
7: Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts.
8: Just like you should.
7: Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday.
1: So protect your everyday.
7: If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
5: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot.
1: Looking to know what's up on the Dennis Prager Show? Like 960 The Patriot on Facebook for daily show updates. 960 The Patriot, where truth matters.
2: All righty. All righty. All righty. 602 960 Mark Salem here. The time is 1021. And, and I'll tell you something that Jeremy and I were just talking about. On November 5th of this year, I will have been here four years. Four years. 960 The Patriot. And it's been a happy place. And I've been really, really happy. And I think KKNT has been happy with me at least in four years. I've never been called to the GM's office in order to sit down and have him lean forward on his desk with his elbows on his desk and lock eyes with me and start the conversation by saying, did you say, or did you really say <laughs> that's never happened? <laughs> I think he's still scared because Salem Communications owns the station and my last name is Salem and I'm not quite sure if he's got that disconnect yet. But aside from all of that, 602 the lines are wide open. And let me tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto. I'm going to spend some time, if you're a customer of Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue and in Indian School, Bob recently was moving a car in and out of the bay, and he had an accident, and he crushed his left hand between the car and a wall. And uh, he went into surgery, and he's in therapy. It's his non-dominant hand, which I think that's a very big blessing. I talked to Ellen the other day, and he's he's healing nicely, but it's going to be some period of time before he's fully back to work, although his diagnostic skills are between his ears and not at the end of his arms. So if you do business there at Larry Harker's Auto, and it takes you a little longer than normal to get in and out, Please be please understand that they've had a a, a problem and it's not going to be something that's going to be fixed in the next week or two. So he's going to go through therapy. Um, there was some substantial damage to all four fingers, and uh, and, and under the best of conditions he'll uh, get pretty doggone close to normal. So that's Larry Harkers Auto. Bob and Ellen own Larry Harkers Auto. They've been there around a long time, and they're at 38th Avenue in Indian School. So, and if you say your prayers tonight, say a prayer for Bob at Harkers Auto. All Carlos, good morning to you, buddy. How can I help you?
9: Well, I've got an 08 uh, GMC pickup. It's four-wheel drive. It's got a 5.3 liter V8. Okay. And I've started to have oil pressure issues. Okay. Um, I don't believe it's just the gauge because I can, you know, when I start it up in the morning, it, I get low oil pressure reading and I can hear ticking in the motor when the truck warms up all seems to go away I get good oil pressure when I'm running down the road
2: by the gauge
9: by the gauge and also by you know when I stop and listen to the motor uh, the ticking's all gone away
2: okay so you just have a tick at the very beginning of the day and that's it
9: yes and well it, it lasts you know if I let the truck sit there in the driveway just to see if it'll warm up and go away it generally doesn't the oil pressure stays low um, it seems to, you know, after I drive it maybe eight or ten miles, um, okay. then the oil pressure comes up.
4: Okay.
2: Well, as much as you think you know, you don't know anything about the oil pressure, but neither do I, because everything you're talking about is based on what your eyes are seeing with your gauge, and okay. and I'm here to and, and but I do like and I admire you for catching the click, but but here's here's what I'm thinking the very best technician cannot tell the difference between a lifter clatter and an exhaust leak they are okay. exactly the same no ifs ands or buts okay. now is your oil pressure ever go to 0 or does it stay within what we call the goal posts it's just uh, real no, low it,
9: it will, uh, i've had it on occasion again first thing in the morning drop to
2: 0 okay and, the, and the, does the red light come on at the same does. time Okay. It does. All right. So that's a good indication that the signal says it's low, but I'm concerned about the long period of time it takes the tick to go away, so I'm not completely sold on the fact that you have an oil pressure problem. But I think it's possible, just possible, that we got an exhaust leak and an oil pressure switch. The, the first thing that has to happen is, is you have to replace the oil pressure switch. That, that's all yeah. there is to it. You have to replace that. Now, what what I would suggest you do is, is find somebody who will put a manual gauge on there for you. So it's really simple. The truck goes up in the air, oil pressure switch comes out, the hose is attached in. I run the hose through the crack of the hood, tape it to the outside of the windshield, and I say, Carlos, call me back in three days. <laughs> See you later. And so you're going to monitor the actual oil pressure of the car i'm going to kill the gauge you're going to probably have a red light on and i don't care because the gauge is there and at the end of three days you're going to come back and say we're going to decide what to do so that's one thing but you can circumvent that because that oil pressure switch can't cost it's twenty dollars or less so just go get an oil pressure switch for a 5.3 automatic four-wheel drive and put it on there and see what kind of difference it makes now What we want to know first is, is the gauge lying to us or telling us the truth? If, in fact, it's telling us the truth, I think the 5.3 has an O-ring, and the oil pump's in the front of the motor, and there's a pipe that goes to the the oil pressure pump, and I think there's an O-ring connection there, and I think that O-ring connection goes bad. And when it does, then it takes a while for the heat to cause the O-ring or the metal to swell and where we then get some good oil pressure under those conditions we usually pull the pan and that's not an easy deal on that truck so we pull the pan we replace that o-ring I hope if you have heavy mileage on it that you're gonna let us replace uh, the screen at least and maybe the oil pump and the screen but we're gonna fix that connection and then we're gonna be done with it but this isn't bad um, but it's something that we need to determine is it truly an oil pressure problem because if it is then we need to go after that o-ring and I'm I'm gonna shoot from my hip on the o-ring it's it's an easy five six hundred dollar labor job easy to get the pan off that, and then the O ring. It's one of those deals where it's let I'm just going to throw stupid numbers at you because this is not in by no way shape or form an estimate. It's seven hundred fifty dollars to get there. It's a ten dollar bill to, to fix it <laughs> and, and then it's five okay. quarts of oil to, to to end the job do you get my point so it's one I, of those kind of deals but yeah. i think that's what you're going to find if you if you query that 5.3 uh oil oil pump o-ring you'll probably get a good example of what you can find and 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 i'm shooting from the hips i'd have to have the car in front of me in order to give you an estimate okay
9: all right well i have 168 thousand miles on the truck and i would assume i haven't had a lick of trouble with with it to this point okay um so my my only concern would be okay yeah it's a ten dollar part but it costs you seven hundred a thousand bucks to get there once that's fixed am i good yes presumably for another hundred thousand
2: miles well i don't know about the rest of the motor but keep in mind 160,000 miles is six times around the girth of the earth okay let's not forget that six yeah. times around the world. So I don't know what's going to happen. I can tell you this much. The engine's going to fail when you overheat it or when you run it low on oil. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and 99% of the motors I replace are self-induced by the the, the head bone behind the steering wheel. I
4: understand. And, and,
2: well. and 1% of them are worn out. And when they wear out, they consume oil, then they foul spark plugs, and then all of a sudden the engine fails. So that's the procedure. There's no reason to think you're going to have to go back into that oil pan if you let somebody do the oil pump and the screen and the o-ring there's no reason to think that 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 oil pan won't have to come off for another 150,000 miles and that's assuming that we're going to put it in the parts washer and clean it up really nice and clean all the crap out of the bottom of it and do all that stuff too which is right. what I think is the appropriate thing. Carlos, i got to run, but thank you very much for calling. I really appreciate your call. And anybody else? 602-508-0960. When we come back, we're going to fill you in on that gasoline thing that I forgot to do last break because Gil didn't remind me. So it's Gil's fault, and I want you to remember that. Gil is the fly flying the plane right now because Jeremy's on a break. So Gil forgot to tell me, and it's his fault, and I'm just not going to accept the responsibility. I'm blaming it on Gil. And he'll be the one that answers the phone at 602-508-0960. A friend at Thunderbird Automotive,
5: and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com.
7: You put a seed
8: in the ground and voila! A beautiful shade tree. Throw a few seeds. Just look at those bright pink and purple flowers.
4: <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Landscaping in Arizona isn't that easy. I seem to kill almost
7: everything I plant.
8: Then you need to watch Step Outside on Cox Channel 7.
3: Step Outside?
8: Step Outside. It's Arizona's only show where you can watch a local landscaping expert create amazing yards and patios, all with plants that will grow in Arizona.
3: Step Outside
9: on Cox Channel 7. What a relief. You have no idea how much money I've wasted on plants that
6: just keep dying. Thanks for telling me.
8: You're entirely welcome. Don't forget, for landscaping ideas and advice unique to Arizona's climate, watch Step Outside every Sunday night at 8 on Cox Channel 7 or watch anytime on Cox7.com. Now for that sprinkler system.
7: I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently.
5: It's a very exciting career.
7: The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally
5: different
6: from what I did.
7: The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most
6: exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve
7: is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve.
1: If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Become a fan of 960thepatriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information.
2: 960 the Patriot Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem here till noon talking about car car repair. The name of our show is Under the Hood with Mark Salem right here on the Patriot, 960 AM, KKNT, 602-508-0960. And I just want to talk to you about Kurtz Auto. I want to tell you one thing about Kurtz Auto. He won the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award for his size business in the state of Arizona this year it's that's no easy task it's something I've never won I've been a finalist but I've never won so it's important to know that you just don't get that award just because you're the only person who applied for it you have to earn it and Kurtz earned it so Kurtz up on the northeast corner of Bell and I-17 if you're in that area and you don't have a garage that you truly love or if you'd like to try somebody new may I suggest Kurtz Auto I-17 and Bell, northeast corner. Gas, diesel, ASE-certified technicians, domestic and imports, he does it all at Kurtz. Adam, good morning to you. How can I help you?
4: Good morning. I just had a question about uh, getting the oil changed. Uh, If your car, you know, suggests or uh, says, you know, you need a 5W-20 and then you go get your oil changed and they um, put in a 10W-40, is that fine or do they need to stick with the 5 w
2: what year is the car we're talking about?
4: Um, It's a 2006 uh, Honda Civic.
2: 2006?
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. If it were a newer model car, because your car almost is 10 years old, if it were a newer model car and it was 3 or 4 years old and, and it had less than 50,000 miles on it, I think it would be very appropriate to go back to them and say, I want a 520 in my newer model motor. Um, the newer model cars like the thinner oils, and they get better fuel economy. And in fact, thinner oil protects better than the peanut butter that you describe in the 1040. Okay, just for just in the form for everybody else, Adam. I want you to put your hands together like you're praying, and I want you to rub the heck out of them. Okay. When okay. You, when you rub them real fast, I want you to think about this. I need to get in between the palms of your hands, and I need to remove the the debris. I need to, to provide lubrication, and I need to remove the heat. So if you're rubbing your hands together and you're pushing on them real tight together, am I going to get in there and remove the heat, remove the debris, and provide lubrication? Is it going to be better with water or peanut butter? Curry water. You bet. That's the whole purpose of this. So the idea is, is how many miles has your Honda got on it?
4: Um, About 160.
2: Okay. I I wouldn't go back, but I would say to them next time that I'd like a 530 if you have it. I want to tell you, 1040 is cheap right now, so there's a lot of guys that are pouring 1040 because we make a couple of cents extra on each gallon we pour. So 520 and 530 is a little bit more expensive, and 020 and 030 is a little bit more expensive than that. So it could have been, but I want to tell you something. Because of your mileage, because your car is almost 10 years old, I really would hop in your car and if you said, Mark, I'm going to take you to New York City and we're going to, you know, do everything we're not supposed to do in New York City and then come home, I'd go with you in that car with 1040. I don't think you have anything to worry about, okay? Okay, cool. All right, thank you, Adam. All righty, 520 versus 1040, easy. All right, so it's important, okay, it's important, Matt, hang on just a minute. It's important to, to start pay attention at the gas pump because there's – I. I saw an article and I printed it, actually my daughter printed it for me. It's really important to slow down and read the fine print and you'll be amazed at the gotchas that you're gonna find. So Rick pulls into a Chevron station near his home in Florida. Two forty one was, you know, a good price and then when he swiped his car the the rate jumped to two forty five. So they jumped the price four cents on him. Well he asked the employee why. He said ah, oh, the rate advertises only those with a credit card, a chevron credit card. So a Chevron representative said that, quote, the vast majority of its service stations are independently owned and operated, and most states regulate the display of fuel motor prices on signs and dispensers at gas stations. What he's saying is, is I'm not going to answer your question. I'm thinking you're an idiot, and I'm going to give you a bunch of gibberish. That's what he's thinking. Then he goes on to say a different Chevron spokesman says, it's the responsibility of the Chevron-branded retailers to investigate and comply with all legal applicable requirements. We do not track how... They elect to offer multi-tiered pricing. So Chevron's saying we don't control their pricing. You need to pay more attention. So that's one of them. Then Judy pulls into a gas station and it's 2.2253, and when he checks his receipt, it's 2.69, and the guy was a little upset. Judy was a little upset, and it's a, a lady, and uh, but he didn't go back. So two weeks later, the police called. And apparently the guy who worked there had jacked the prices up and he was pocketing the difference. So the employee was ripping his boss off, and when he went to work, he raised the price to 269, but then he paid 253 and he pocketed that 15 cents or 16 cents. So folks, it's important. Safeway has the same kind of situation where they have a tier two-tiered pricing. They have one for Safeway people, and then they have one for cash and debit cards. Some people, the Arco stations, they won't take debit cards as cash unless you go inside and you and swipe your debit card and get cash to, pay, cash to pay for your gas. When that happens then they charge you a fee to give you cash. So it's very confusing. It's important for you to know that. That's all. Just know that. So I patronize people, the gas stations, who give me a cash price for my debit card because they get instantaneous credit and and i want to tell you something in my business i spend 3500 to 4000 dollars a month for credit card fees but i only pay 1.8% of your credit card almost 2% so if you charge 200 dollars i have to pay 2% on that well 10% of 200 dollars would be 20 bucks so 2% is going to be about 2 dollars so i have to pay 2 dollars for you to use your credit card to pay a 2 dollar bill at my place so it is true Think about that i'm paying thirty five hundred to four thousand dollars a month for the privilege of allowing you to use your credit card at my shop It's a cost of doing business i'm not complaining I'm just telling you there is a true true number associated with that, but it's not what they're re- what they're saying. When you look at the big picture, two percent is two percent, and so sometimes they mark up gasoline ten percent and say it's a credit card fee, and that's a lie. It's just not true. Matt, you stay there. You'll be first on my caller. I'm going to take a break right now. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back.
1: The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Seth Leibson, a man of taste, a man of intellect. He's good looking. He is funny. He he is a Republican. Um, He makes a good living. All these great things. He's he's kind. He's gentle. Uh, He is occasionally mean to his colleagues on the radio dial. But other than that, weekday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. right here on 960 The
10: Patriot. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhauled transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service,
6: getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit phoenix body works anytime even if you just need a bottle of water a cup of coffee a snack or to use our wi-fi phoenix body works offers free shuttle service or if you need a rental car don't sweat it enterprise is right next door at phxbodyworks.com i will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes my name is greg may and i wrote this message
1: The future of freedom is now, and there's one person unafraid to take us there.
7: Maybe Mitt Romney had to lose, and maybe we had to give Republicans one more chance in 2014, and maybe Mitch McConnell and John Boehner had to betray us once again.
1: And Coulter.
7: We are destroying the country if we don't cut this immigration off, both legal and illegal.
1: Where is America headed, and how did we get here? Ann Coulter and Hugh Hewitt, a special one-night event, November 12th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets go on sale this Wednesday at 10 a.m. at 960thepatriot.com. Limited seating, including exclusive VIP meet-and-greet tickets before the event that include the best seats in the house. On sale this Wednesday, 10 a.m., including a special Q&A panel of Arizona congressional leaders moderated by Hugh Hewitt and Republican Chair Robert Graham. The biggest political event of 2015, the Future of Freedom Tour. On sale Wednesday at
5: 960thepatriot.com. Check out the Seth leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. The Seth leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Listen every weekday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. The Patriot.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem here on 960 The Patriot. KKNT every Saturday from 10 to noon. And you're welcome to give us a call, 602 Matt, like I promised, you're first. How can I help you today?
4: Cool. You're going to love this one. All right. Okay. I've got a Ford uh 2004 4 diesel. Uh, it's an excursion. Okay. Okay. It clearly says diesel on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, wait, <laughs> well, like... <laughs> I already
2: know the end of this story, buddy. I already know the end of this. <laughs> and and first of all, I just want you to know, are you going to blame this on your wife or you're or are you going to admit you did it yourself?
4: Oh, absolutely. It was somebody else. It
2: wasn't me. Okay, go ahead. Go
4: ahead. <laughs> you can believe <laughs> that or not. So, anyways, clearly it says diesel. on and uh somebody picks up the handle and puts gasoline in this thing, um not diesel but gasoline i know so probably eighty seven octane is what I would be guessing. yep, okay, and put some gas in this thing and and you know proceeded to do the thing and put it up, start up the motor, and <laughs> <laughs> that's about all it did yep, yep <laughs> so um uh, how hard of a fix is that
2: um how hard is it to fix that?
4: Yeah,
2: um, you have to suck all that stuff out, and then okay. the biggest expense is going to be: is what are you going to do with it when you get it out? And <laughs> I'm gonna um, put
4: it in my gas motor. <laughs> well, and okay. and I'll
2: tell you, I'll tell you what to do: if you put it in, if you put it in clear containers, um, the gas mm-hmm. will separate from the diesel, and then and I'll tell you what we do: we charge mm-hmm. the customer to handle that that byproduct because it's junk as it sits. Right. So um, my, you know what? My son's done that three times. <laughs> he, not, he in his defense and I first of all, I'm not going to defend him at all, because clearly, his head is in a dark place, but <laughs> three times he's filled his personal truck up with gasoline, and, uh, and he wow. blames it on the fact that he drives both kinds of cars and trucks. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. um, the fact of the matter is, is you're going to have to pull it out. And and then, ultimately, you'll get it running. Um, uh-huh. We usually pull the filter. We usually clean as much of it out as we can. Then I let it separate, and I have some big 55-gallon clear drums and we let it separate then we suck the gas out of it the best we can we put a gallon in this shop truck and a gallon in that shop truck because if it has a little diesel a gallon in a 15 gallon tanks not gonna make any difference and then the diesel will go back in my tractors or go on some of our old diesel trucks and we'll dilute it as much as we can so if we put two gallons of this diesel gas mix in a truck it'll have a 50 gallon gas tank and it'll, two gallons sure. will just not be a big deal but that's your sure. only choice and okay, I think so, that if you hire someone to do that, you're probably looking at 200 bucks.
4: Okay. So if we do it ourselves, um, we, we'd probably go beyond the, where the um, fuel pump is and then connect a the hose to it and pull it out that way. Well, you're going to change the we'll
2: filter go. and clean out the right. housing, and then you're going right. to suck it all out of the tank, and then you're going to put five gallons of clean diesel in it, and then you're just going to kind of crank it over till you get it running. <laughs>
4: So. Until it pushes it all through, right? Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, it's not going to run well when you first get it running. It's going to smoke a little bit and stuff like that, but yeah. there's there's no other choice. That That's it. Okay. And, um, and then I, I can only say this to you. The person <laughs> that accidentally put the gas in is the person that ought to have their lips on that hose, be sucking on that thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hear
4: you, buddy.
2: <laughs> now, if she has something to say to me, tell her I'm just teasing, okay?
4: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. Hey, thank you, Mark.
2: All right, you betcha. Oh, that's something that happens all the time. Happens all the time, and then, and sometimes the gas station will have a green nozzle, and we're all used. All of us diesel idiots are used to green nozzles, and that happens every once in a while. And and when that does happen, almost always the service station. Um, Moniker, Shell, Chevron, whatever, they'll usually help you out with something like that. So just look and see if it's a green uh, nozzle. Okay, if you leave your gas cap off at today's prices at $2.43 a gallon, if you leave your gas cap off and the majority of your time is spent at 100 degrees, if you leave your gas cap off, you're going to lose $245 worth of fuel at 100 degrees Fahrenheit. At 70 degrees Fahrenheit, you're going to lose $200 worth of fuel. And at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, you're going to lose $100.00 worth of fuel I'll go over that again at a hundred degrees Fahrenheit with no gas cap over a year's period of time I might say you're gonna lose 245 dollars worth of gas 245 dollars worth of gas which is like $20 a month so with no gas cap Now I can tell you right now you can buy a gold-plated gas cap for a heck of a less than $20 so if you don't have a gas cap on your car I'm trying to tell you you're losing more gasoline through vaporization then that fuel cap is going to cost you. That's my point. Just cut and dry. That's my point. All righty. Recalls. How big is big? Okay. Chrysler's recalling a million and a half Ram pickups for two separate recalls that have airbag problems. And my truck is one of them. So 1.5 million trucks. You with me so far? Hyundai is recalling 600,000 Sonatas and Accents for two separate issues. Um, and they have some engine concern, and there's some metal in the engine, and blah blah blah. Okay, so there's just two recalls. And again, the Ram is 1.5, and the Hyundai is 600,000. That the Hyundai Kia with fuel claims is is 1 million. The GM ignition switch is 2.6 million. The Toyota unaccelerate unattended acceleration, which by the way was never ever a value, uh, never ever validated, um, is 8.1 million. The Volkswagen emissions cheating is 11 million and the Fiat Chrysler recall emission errors is 11 million, but the Takata airbags, the exploding airbags is 19 million cars and they still haven't fixed that problem yet. 19 million cars have airbags that may not it deploy properly and the the small box that is supposed to ignite the gas to pop the airbag in your face could blow up nineteen million Takata exploding airbags 11 million Chrysler recall um, errors Volkswagen's emissions cheating is also 11 million Toyota unintended acceleration which was a hundred years ago and, folks, I never saw a validated one of those. But that was $8.1 million, and most of the time they just changed your floor mats because they thought the floor mats were causing the accelerator to stick. The GM recall on the ignition switch is $2.6 million, and that's one like the Takeda where GM hasn't come out with a repair yet. So there's lots of people. And those of you with GM ignition recalls, only one key in the ignition lock. Don't hang your keys from that ignition lock. Just put one key there, just one key. Just have a ring with one key. Put it in the ignition. I don't want you hanging your fob off of it. I don't want you to hang your house keys off of it, your business keys off of it, your lipstick off of it. I don't want you to have nothing on that key hanging on that key. Nothing. And that's what will eliminate the possibility of the ignition switch being rotated counterclockwise to the off position and you driving down the highway with uh, no power steering and no power brakes. So that's what it's all about. All righty. Jeremy, what what'd you, what'd you have on there for me? Darwin, how are you, buddy? What can we do for you? Morning, Mark. Good morning.
4: Last week I called you about my transmission problem on my 08 uh, Chevy, uh-huh. and you told me to drive down the road because it went under normal conditions uh, with it in drive. It would just clunk and shudder and stuff, taking yep. off until it smoothed out. So I got it all warmed up, and I pushed it down into into low, taken off from an intersection, and just up-shifted manually as I went, not a problem, nothing. Okay. So, so then I went back and forth just to make sure. And as sure, as I put it in drive, it did clunk and jump and thud until I got up into a higher gear. So I drop her down into low and start over, and just as smooth as silk. So so some
2: uh, so so what you're telling me is is you're you're telling me Mark every so once in a while you get something right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so far so good.
2: All right. All right, well what you're doing is is when you put it in drive, the computer's going to monitor throttle pressure, brake activity, brake pedal activity, speed and RPM and load. Five things, okay? So the computer's going to shift your transmission from first to second gear dependent on those five inputs. One of them's defective. So, the computer is just scratching his head doesn't know what to do, but when you exactly. manually operate the shifter, then you are you are saying to the computer, "Go to hell, buddy, go to sleep i'll handle this and when you- pr- when you tell me that you can manually shift it through one through four, one through five we we pretty much know that the mechanical part of the transmission is fine we've got Something's lying about the RPM, about the speed, about the load, about the throttle pedal activity or the brake pedal activity. Something's lying. Somebody's going to have to have a half of a brain, and a code reader isn't going to help you, because the code really doesn't mean anything at this point. We got to go in and look and see who's lying to the computer. For instance, if the speed says, if the if the computer knows that you're supposed to shift from first to second at 12 miles an hour, if the speedometer goes up to 11 and then falls to zero or maybe it goes to 13 and then falls to zero, the computer will shift it. As soon as it crosses 12, the computer will shift it in a second, but then when it drops down to zero, it'll shift it to first again. Now, I'll tell you a funny, well, it's not funny, but there's lots of Chrysler vans out there. People would be going down the freeway at about 60 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, it was as if you were in a four-speed car, and at 60 miles an hour, I reached over and put it in first gear and let the clutch out. You know how to go, like that? Well, that's what these Dodge products would do. And people would go into the windshield. People would go up to the dashboard. It would, you know, your, spill your cheeseburgers and your drinks and everything. <laughs> yeah. Because you're doing 65, 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden the thing goes into first gear. Well, what was happening was is the speed sensor went to zero, and the computer goes, oh, speed sensor went to zero. And it looks at the chart on the wall, and it goes, zero, I should be in first gear. And it commands the transmission to go into first gear. And that was a rodeo ride, buddy, and it didn't cost you nothing. So, in your particular case, you need to take it to a. Tr- what part of town are you in?
4: Well, I've been. Uh, I'd, I'd rather go to Bob's Transmission, the one you advertise all the time.
2: Oh, Bob, Bob here at Quality?
4: Greenfield and Southern.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, quality transmission is the closest yep. guy to you, and I would take it over there. And I'm quite sure they can find the problem. But I'm willing. I'm saying that you have a 99% chance of nothing is wrong hydraulically in the transmission, and that's a good deal. all righty okay.
9: Thank you, sir.
2: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And you know what? We're gonna try Tom. Tom, we 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 kind of have to be quick, but give it to me quick.
9: Okay. Uh, I got a uh, an o three p t cruiser okay it's only got thirty eight thousand miles on it. I wonder, should I replace the serpentine belt
2: um my personal limit, and first of all, I want to tell you if you ask hundred and fifty thousand people in my industry, you're going to get hundred and fifty thousand different ideas. Mm-hmm. but here's my comfort zone eight years, eighty thousand miles that's okay. my comfort zone okay. i I'm going to treat i'm and and I want you to know I love my mother there's a couple of sisters i'm not going to say that about okay <laughs> yeah. but but the people i love and my customers who i love um i try to just impress upon them that that's a real comfort zone if the belts and hoses are eight years old or have eighty thousand miles i'm getting nervous and so in your particular case you're well past that so yes i think it would be a good time
9: okay thank you all very right?
2: much you betcha all righty 602 the lines are wide open um Somebody just walked into the studio here. I'm not quite sure who that is. Um, hi, what is your name? You know who I am. You, no, no, really, what is your name? I, <laughs> I, I don't recognize you. What do you mean? It's how been ma- two weeks or three weeks. Yeah, I know, but let me ask you a question. This is my son, Alan. How many times have you put gas in your truck, in your diesel truck?
9: I just heard that call, and I was laughing in my truck. Yeah? You, well, how many uh, times? The question is easy. One. One time. One?
1: That's yeah. a lie. It was no, at is least it?
2: two. No, 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 just one. That one time over on uh, Ch- Chandler and Dobson. Seriously, just yeah, once? Yeah, just once. I did it, though. What <laughs> did your wife do it?
0: Has she no, it? she's never done it.
2: I thought somebody...
0: No, right. just right. one time.
2: When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this, and Alan can tell you how much brain power it takes to put gas in your diesel. We'll be right back.